welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy. I'm Executive Prime at Knobcat Games. This is an audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the game that we're making, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk. It's a 2D turn-based dungeon crawling loot grinding adventure. And I am joined today by our art lord, Ben Segas. Hello. And our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. Hello. And we're, I don't know, I don't want to say that we're getting down to it, but I feel like your guys' jobs in particular, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of it. I think Ben's drawn everything that we had outlined for the MVP. I think so. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're kind of getting down to where we're. I don't know. We're. I need to be worrying about things other than just making the game. I guess like getting the Steam page and and uh, I guess uh, real quick we'll talk about too marketing. Um, she's not going to be on this episode obviously because I didn't introduce her. But we do have a new marketing person, which we're calling the Sage of the Obelisk. So she joined the team last week. And she'll probably be on the next episode of the podcast, I think. So that's pretty exciting. I'm going to start yeah. seeing ads popping up on my phone. For our game, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like playing Candy Crush and then an ad pops up for Dungeons of the Obelisk and you're like, oh god, I can't skip this thing. <laughs> but no, I don't know if we're going to be doing mobile marketing ads like that um i think we're gonna you know seeing as our game's gonna be launched on steam we're gonna try to get it pc gamers and stuff a little bit and and focus on our like social media and stuff so that's the the rough plan right now and of course press and streamers and things Let's see, things in in the game that we can talk about that, that we've actually done. We've made some changes to the bulletin board in town. So now there's actually like codes that we can enter and we're using them to kind of test them out right now. But in the future, there will be codes for like streamers to give away and and things like that. You know, the, the enter, <laughs> what is it on all that on the phone ads, enter for 30 free summons or something like that. It's going to be, you know, that kind of code. <laughs> yeah, nice redeem code system. Encourage people to, uh, I guess, watch others play and then get some free loot for doing it. Yeah, that's kind of the plan to like support streamers by giving them, you know, codes because it works both ways. You know, somebody's watching their stream and gets a code, they'll, they'll come try our game, and then people will watch their stream. You know, people that play our game will watch their stream to try and win codes and things like that. So I think I think it just benefits everybody. I was messing around with it earlier. I made one. I, I made a pog code that gives you a legendary uh, crown. <laughs> yeah, I guess now because of the changes to how it functions, you can kind of just put in as many codes as somebody would want to, at least on our end. Yeah, right now you can just punch them in as many times as you want to. <laughs> we'll have to get the system in place, I guess, that limits it, limits it like one per player or something. But uh, Most players assume that you can only do it once. Just kind of like leave it in there and then see how long <laughs> it takes before they start spamming the code. Yeah, that'll be on the, the wiki or something. It'll have where people be, you can enter this code multiple times. But, thousand helmets 
infinite crafting materials. <laughs> it's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it breaks the economy a little bit. <laughs> it most certainly does. But right now, I feel like the code we have is, is pretty good. Um, that's probably what it'll end up being, but it's going to be like a, you know, a couple resources, um, you know, a couple like uh, energy whatever's in that grinder thunder pack that's a that's a pretty um good thing to get for free i think and then um you know you get a set of of armor i, th I think is a is a pretty good um boost in the early game as well plus you get the cosmetic for the armor too so yeah, i tried on a fresh save using that code just to see the difference between that and nothing and it's surprisingly large how much further and faster you get just through that one code. Yeah, it's like a rare set of armor, I guess. <laughs> you know, if you were trying to drop that in game, it would take you a little while. I don't think it's super broken though, because it drops at the level that you are. So, actually, if it always dropped at level 10, then you wouldn't be able to use it until you hit level 10. Your reward for maxing out the level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll think about that one a little bit, I guess, but I, I think it's a pretty good, you know, incentive to try the game or, or a, you know, good prize for watching a streamer or something. So, I'm excited for that. I'm hoping the... I can't wait till we have, like, our Dungeons of the Obelisk, like, category on, on Twitch. <laughs> That'll be cool. I think we have to have our Steam page done. And then once the Steam page is done, then Twitch will recognize it as like an official game, and then you can like load the art and stuff in on Twitch. That might be cool to see. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then I can start streaming it too. I can't wait for that. I miss streaming. I used to do it all the time, and haven't done it in a long time. Let's see what else is. Um, I'll skip ahead on the list, but but the obelisk is now animated in the game. And then we have the final town art, and the breach map is is finalized and in the game as well. So those are really cool to see. I love the animating that Nika did on the obelisk. It looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't even notice. I assume it's on the main menu when you load in. I didn't. I didn't even look at that. Yeah. So I've been trying to kind of put it in multiple places when I can, because it looks great. There's that great animation on it, but there's only so many parts of the game where I could put it. And the main one in town, it's like you typically see the bottom of the thing, so you're not getting a full view of it. I guess the uh, the main one on the, uh, on the load-in, like the main menu screen, is the Dungeons of the Obelisk logo. So, that, that's... Hmm. I wonder if there's room for it there somehow, or... I'll have to think about that one. Because, yeah, you you can't even see the, the, the tip of it from town. <laughs> it's, like, too too tall and goes off the screen. Maybe a unique camera thing where when you approach it, your camera zooms out and you can see the whole thing. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, like, as you go up that path above town, if it kind of zoomed out a little bit, that would be pretty cool. We should add that to the list right now so we don't forget. <laughs> Give it a little cinematic. <laughs> and I didn't... I'm, I'm like walking around now. Oh yeah, the edge of town looks so much better with like the leaves and stuff that you did. 
So it just looks like it goes like off into the forest now instead of having that hard edge that cuts. Yeah. Actually, at the bottom, you can still see a line, though. Oh, is there? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to check that. <laughs> I, I can, yeah, I can see it from town, so I'm not oh. sure if it's if it's what it is, if it's in the art or if it's in the game. But the other spots all look really good. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw it just now, so. Gotcha. I'll have to check that out later. See if I did something wrong. <laughs> or if maybe I broke something. Oh. Yeah, it looks like it's just a line, maybe like a, you know, something's overlapped or something like that, or it's not fading in right or something. But yeah, um, <laughs> another little bug to fix. That's not not too big of a deal. Another thing that you did, TJ, that I'm really digging is the uh, monster index now in the help menu. So you can go in and and look at each mob and and see their stats like outside of combat now. You can see how many of each one you've you've fought and killed. Yeah, I definitely I like the feature of being able to just kind of look at what enemies exist in the game. What do they look like? What are their stats? What do they do? Always been a fan of that feature in a game. So you can kind of keep track of everything. And it's very similar to when you click on an enemy in combat brings up like the menu which shows them what are their stats, what are their abilities. And they can actually see their base stats instead of just seeing how strong they are in that current instance. Gives you a much better idea of what is a high priority target and what you can kind of ignore. Yeah, it definitely adds like to the strategy of it too, you know, letting people know what the the spread is on their stats and stuff. Um, I just thought of something. It has the killed number. It should have the uh, the number for how many times that mob has killed you. <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but... <laughs> All I know is that if the glove has any number above zero, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to die to a glove. It can be done, but they're not... They're, they're designed so that so that they're not supposed to be able to hurt you that much. I'm looking at the bosses and it says that he can do between 6 and 12 physical damage to you. That seems low. <laughs> Level 1 <laughs> boss. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think keeping track of how many times an enemy killed you is just labeled deaths. If you killed 10, deaths would be every time you die. Alright on, yeah. <laughs> this is some other fancier word for it. It's weird in designing this game like how often you have to think of a term for something that has to be like a certain specific thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example now like other than just this death thing but I feel like everything in the game you have to like have named exactly right or it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh like naming like the shops and stuff because like we have like four shops basically but we had to come up with like Emporium, you know, instead of just shop. And then, you know, we have the tailor, the curio shop, and then the bank. But like, I remember us like sitting there trying to think of what that shop should be called. And now that it's called the Emporium, it just sounds like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's what it's called. But it definitely took like 10 minutes to figure it out. Lots of scrounging through a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flipping through the pages. <laughs> Surprisingly difficult to try to think of certain terms for 
describing a variety of different things. Sometimes you don't want it to be too overly complicated or too short of a word or too simple. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't know if we talked about it whenever we did this or not, but uh, we we had everything called stats in game, and then we changed it to have things be called traits. Mm-hmm. And like since then, I've noticed in other games whether they have them. You know, I did see a game last week that had them called traits. So it's kind of a interesting thing too. <laughs> like it's like. Because stats is shorts for statistics, and and we've been trying not to like abbreviate things in the game to keep like the you know that that vibe of the game going with with how we name things, and then uh, you know naming them, changing it to traits. It was kind of <laughs> kind of just made sense, but it's weird. Like all these little things you have to think about and put time into. I'm trying to think of a game where they use the term stats over traits or maybe another one where they actually use traits it's i think people just call them stats i'm not sure the game ever calls them yeah that. i still call them stats too but like even though i'm the one that like decided to change them to traits i, I try to like when i'm talking be like official sometimes but but uh, i definitely still call them stats i mean that's still what they are but it's uh they're not even like labeled in the information as such. I think sometimes, oh yeah, like if you mouse over and pops up, it says like minor traits in this section modify how much damage you can deal and stuff like that. So it is in there, and Elune talks about them and stuff too. Whenever you, whenever you see her, you got to be careful with it because I personally call them stats. If I write it down, I write down the word stat. So if at any point. <laughs> I'm writing down text for an NPC. I will end up putting the word stat there. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about today, like, uh, Elune's text. Like, for me, I like to go and talk to, like, every villager, like, all the time and see what they're going to say. But I've noticed, like, some players don't seem to talk to them like that. So I was thinking about putting, like, Elune's text, like, that's, like, the helper text that tells you, like, game hints and stuff. And having that on like loading screens and things. Oh yeah, that definitely makes sense. You know, right now when you're just playing on the uh, you know build that saves to to the computer, it the loading screens aren't very long. But I think once we have a server and stuff, it'll be nice to have that little like text there to read while it's loading. I want to say it was on the PlayStation, the game Horizon. The loading screens are so fast that they couldn't put, like, tips on them. And I think they opted <laughs> to make the loading screen slower. Like, it forcefully slowed down the loading screen just so you could read the hints on it. Yeah, we'll have to see how much time there is because we're, we're definitely not going to extend our loading times. But, um, you know, if they're too short, we'll find some other way to put those into the game. But speaking of those tips and things... The reason I was like thinking about all of them is because Elune uh, tells you to do specific things, but if you ignore her and just like go scrap your gear and stuff instead, like you know, she says open this chest and equip the gear, and like if you just decide to take the gear and go to the blacksmith, then I was worried that players could like potentially lock themselves out of the game <laughs> without without having the the gear that she gives you. Because you kind of need it to, to get through Dungeon 1. Start a new game, all excited to get going on it, and then five minutes in you realize you 
already broke everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People seem to have like a, a innate ability to just like break games. <laughs> You'd think like, oh, no one would ever just go to the blacksmith and scrap all the starting gear. But then like, sure enough, there's going to be someone that does it. <laughs> and then you would get the support email like, hey, I scrapped all my gear and I can't do anything in the game. Message in the back, make a new save. <laughs> Try again. Yeah, I've been I've been messing with it though this this morning and it if you uh just go into the dungeons and try to avoid the mobs and pick up loot from chests then then you're able to like dodge around and and gain things. <laughs> so I'm actually like doing that right now with my character. He's still not strong enough to beat the full dungeon on his own, but he can feed a couple uh, gloves and, and get some gear, so I'm slowly building up that way. I was say, I wonder how high of a level you have to be before you can beat level 1 without equipment at all. Just be a naked guy running around level 1 beating gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be that high a level. I bet I mean, I guess like maybe, le I'm sure level 10 could do it. It also depends how many potions you have and stuff too. Because that, that definitely comes into play. I think it might take a while. Very slow fight of you and the enemy doing one damage each. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess if you don't have a weapon and you're just using your fist, that, that's pretty rough. <laughs> Someday I want to have like a set or something that has like uh, that like buffs the unarmed attack. I think that would be cool. I think what is the term pugilist? It is. Yeah. <laughs> the pugilist set just start knocking the lights out of enemies. <laughs> it would have to be like a thousand times to your damage or something <laughs> when not using a weapon or something like that. Or it's like a special helmet with horns on it and you just like smack your head against the enemy instead. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about a while ago because I made that like picture of the uh the player character like without hair and stuff and 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 i made him look like one punch man <laughs> and had him like you know saying that that okay from from when he's fighting that like final boss in the show and uh then we were talking about it and it was like you could have a uh set and like have an offhand item that was like a shopping bag because <laughs> that's like what he was always doing it'll be a little while before we get into things like that i think but i do want to have you know references and stuff like that and in, in at least in cosmetic sets and stuff eventually it actually leads pretty well into the, the hairstyles because i was referencing a few things in that <laughs> i don't know if you want to talk about that yet or not but yeah yeah let's go to it let's go to it okay because i'm gonna it, go to the updates and look at the ones that you did yeah um i mean there were a few of them inadvertently turned into references <laughs> Like, uh, well, so I ended up going into the, the public discord and asking for some input on new hairstyles, and one of the suggestions was Goku's hair, so we got Goku's hair in there, um, and another one was, uh, basically it ended up being like, um, 
the Witcher Geralt's hair. So <laughs> that's in there as well. Then I ended up, well, I don't know if I want to give away what everything is from, but I mean, there's, I guess, basically only one more that's referencing something, but it was the, um, it kind of looks like, um, suddenly blanking on her name, but one of the, the sailor scouts, <laughs> I kind of referenced her hair for it, so. Is that, that Sailor Moon? Is yeah, that yeah, um, I think it's Sailor Mercury who I was referencing. I mean, it's, it's very, like, 90s kind of hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I like the guy that just has the, the tufts on the side. And the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on in my head for that one. I just was <laughs> thinking, you know what, let's, somebody's going to want something funny like that, so let's, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, I always try to make my character, like, look like myself. Yeah. But I know, like, some people just love having, like, the goofiest character. Yeah. It's definitely me. I like to... The funnier looking the character, the better the character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I usually do things. <laughs> so which hairstyle would you go with, then? You know, that that triple hair where the sides and the top, that that definitely be the one. <laughs> Mix that with the, like, yeah, the that, little tiny be- eyeball. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have noticed a lot of the NPCs in the town have the the tiny eyeballs too. <laughs> I was thinking maybe that was your favorite one when you were making them. Oddly enough, that's actually just because the roll of the dice. Because I set it up so oh. that I just roll like a die on the character, and it makes them. Apparently, the dice love the beady eyes just as much as I do. Oh, yeah, we talked about this before, but you should put that randomizer on the character creator. Oh, yeah. You know, that would make sense. Yeah, I remember saying it before, but it never got written down, so it never got done. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, if we don't write it down right now, I'll, I'll remember when I'm editing the podcast and I'll go write it down for us. <laughs> I'm typing it up as a note. Awesome. I can only imagine how weird some of the characters could look. With all the hair colors, <laughs> eye colors, skin colors, everything would uh, all over the place. <laughs> I definitely like a, a randomizer and yeah. then like you click through it until you see something you kinda like and then you can like tweak it from there. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to make a character. I know it's not something we could have in this, but I like it when you have the sliders on a character. Oh, when yeah. you're changing them, yeah. like, oh, you want a wide chin, you want a long chin, <laughs> want to move your eye up. <laughs> yeah, like in Skyrim's like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you spend like an hour making your character <laughs> before you start the game. It's honestly my favorite part of some games, so... <laughs> <laughs> They make it real wild in the Dark Souls games because oh, yeah. they're just so exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> you got a eyebrow that's like a foot off your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put a helmet on, right? Where you always look at the back of your character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't end up even seeing your face half the time. <laughs> yeah. Worse, it's a first person game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that usually happens whenever I play a Fallout game. I'll spend like hours on the character and then never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> you do get to see them in like cutscenes, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's there's true. enough cutscenes, <laughs> yeah. 
because like I, I played a lot of Fallout 4, I think. Was oh yeah, the one I yeah. Played. Yeah, and and you definitely had like cutscenes like <laughs> often enough that it was worth having a character you liked. Yeah, true. I'm kind of wondering how the slider <laughs> would work with these. Just make some weird <laughs> yeah, looking faces. Quite, <laughs> it doesn't quite match with the with our what's going on in our game, but yeah. It would be cool if you could like make their eyes bigger or smaller or something and mm, move them yeah. up and down and stuff, but I don't know. I think that's a little more involved than than ours needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely possible. Not sure what's worth it though. Yeah, I think it would end up breaking stuff too, like the helmets and different looks and stuff, facial hairs. <laughs> I think our character creator is pretty robust now with like all the hairstyles you've done and yeah the color options and stuff i I think there's something there for everybody hope so (laughs) i just looked at the time how i can't believe that we've made it 30 (laughs) minutes already on (laughs) the stuff that we had i was like this is probably going to be a short one yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i think i'm gonna gonna wrap this up if 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 you've been listening to this show and you've made it the whole way to the end, thank you so much for your interest in our game. If you're not in our Discord, go to knobcat.com, uh, find the link for the Discord, join us there, talk to us, ask us questions about the game. That's also where we try to post our updates and things first. And then we also have the uh, Twitter and the Instagram, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. And I would recommend going and following those because now that we have Brittany on the team, our, our Sage of the Obelisk, I'm, we're going to have start having updates and, and things at regular intervals instead of just whenever I remember to do it. So definitely, definitely head there and, and follow us on those things. And I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. See you.